Cheers. We need a three-way? God. I mean, I think three-way should happen more often, but in different formats <laughs> of like three-way parenting, three-way <laughs> therapies. You need to get not sex. <laughs> different formats. <laughs> Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life books and champagne brought to you by ellen and amanda co-owners of your independent bookstore dog-eared books in ames iowa first give me a cheers okay okay we're ready and books are sexy Woo! wow what are we drinking today you know what i'm gonna tell you we're drinking nomosas nomosas now this is a genius invention uh that we have patented and it's Champagne without orange juice <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> right. Because when you're drinking Piper Sonoma Brut made in the traditional <laughs> champagne method, why would you add orange juice? Why? Because We're doing a favor to the morning drinking community. Yep. Yep. You're shorting yourself your enjoyment of your delicious, delicious bubbles. <laughs> Yeah, so next time you go to brunch somewhere and they have like, you know, the bottomless mimosas, you should request a bottomless nomosa. Right. It works out pretty well. It's like, you know, if you order a hamburger and you're like, no onions, you just say, um, I would like a mimosa with no orange juice. And then you can think about us, the dog-eared books, the creators of the nomosa for the rest of your life. All right, so that's what's popping. Um, let's talk about what's popping in our reading life here. Cheers. So I'll tell you about what I'm reading. I'm reading Devil House by John Darnielle. You probably have seen the cover of this book because it is super cool. It's starting to um, to become really popular. It's taking off, uh, but it's but it's new. And here's the premise. Okay, this guy, he's middle aged. Gage Chandler is his name, and his whole life he's been told that he is descended from kings who were like uh, deposed un fairly and so his family has this right you know this right that has been taken from them of their royalty anyway he doesn't really care about that but that's that's what he's been told his whole life he is a fairly successful true crime writer he his first novel the white witch of morrow bay or not novel i guess true crime account was adapted into a movie and he's like experienced moderate success since then However, all of the cases he's covered have been in California and he's like kind of tired of being in California. He's lived there most of his life. He wants to take on true crime somewhere else. But then his agent calls him and is like, listen, there is this case in California that you really should write about. Uh, and there's a special circumstance here that you might be interested in. Here's the case. It's 1986 and this is an abandoned porno store. Okay. <laughs> and two Two people are murdered in this abandoned porno store and all around the abandoned porno store. Yes, I'm going to keep saying it are all sorts of satanic, you know, symbols and illustrations. And <clears throat> you have to remember that in the 80s, there was this whole like satanic panic. Do you remember this? Yeah. Like, oh, my God, the kids are worshiping Satan. Yeah. So the story is that these teenagers were using this abandoned porno store as their like satanic cult home base. And that they committed these murders. Now, this building that used to house the porno store is on the market now as a house. 
And so Gage Chandler buys the house and moves into the double house. And he's going to try to figure out, um, he's going to try to tell this story. That's disturbing. It is disturbing. But what's really cool about this book is that it's super experimental. So it's got all sorts of different narratives and perspectives woven in, different styles of writing. I think the writing is genius. There's like lots of times I'm reading this book and I just giggle out loud because I'm like, that was such a good sentence. Oh, my God. So uh, I love the writing. I think it's really smart. This is not like um, other books you've read, mystery books involving like true crime writers. This is something totally different. Uh, And I think it's ultimately about storytelling, especially when you're telling stories that are true. And what gets lost in the telling of those stories and what happens to the people whose lives were really affected by those events and to the person who does the telling. What sort of like moral toll does it take on you when you're trying to tell a true story uh, and maybe you can't get to the whole truth? Interesting. Would you put it in horror? No. It's just its own. I don't think I'd put it in horror. I think I would put it in fiction or in like mystery thriller. Interesting. Sounds fascinating. All right. So um, I'm listening to one book and I'm reading one book and I'm reading a coffee table book. I mentioned last week. Yeah, I know. My attention span has been shot. Um, Question. Are you drinking coffee while you read this book? I'm not usually, but I have. I could be drinking many things while. You're consuming some type of beverage. Uh Mm -hmm. So it works. Um, Wild at Home. How to Style and Care for Beautiful Plants by Hilton Carter. Okay, this is like eating candy. It's for plant-obsessed people. It is just stunning visuals, beautiful interiors from this guy who's made himself into kind of a celebrity plant stylist. Like, that's a career. He goes and he styles people's homes with jungle-fies them is what he says. So the images are drool-worthy. The writing has some really interesting tips mixed in, um, types of plants that, you know, are building blocks for building a home jungle, um, how to replant them, how to water them. That's like the basics that I, I know, need. I know, I know. And, and you get to stare at these beautiful images that make you want to go buy 30 more plants, which works out really well because Back Alley Plants is literally a block away from us. I call them my, my dealer um, <laughs> in a very positive way, a dealer of... In a very positive way. Positive way. As, oh. in, as in plant pots, yeah. not the other kind. I mean, I don't know what else he dabbles in, but yeah, he has the best <laughs> plants to pot for my house. I also always have an audiobook going in addition to whatever I'm reading in hard copy. At Dogyard, we use Libra FM audiobook subscription app. It's just like Audible. You get the same books, same subscription price, um, but your purchases support Dogyard books instead of sending penis shaped rockets to outer space. <laughs> Um, so I highly encourage you to look into Libro FM. We have some awesome new bookmarks that explain the program. Um, grab one while you're in the store if, if audiobooks are your jam. The one I'm listening to on Libro FM is called Vladimir by Julia May Jonas. The book cover, which you can see in the audiobook app as well as in the store, um, sells itself. 
It's very sexy. It's so sexy. The um, title is in this gothic font. Um, and then the image is a man's sexy torso. His shirt is completely unbuttoned and he has like his hand across his crotch. And you're like, hmm, yeah, interesting. Um, it's told from the perspective of a woman whose husband has sus- been suspended from teaching because he slept with students in the past. Um, and the kind of crappy part is they had an open marriage. And so her supposed participation in his dalliances have called into question her career as well. Um, She is processing this stage of life by focusing her attention on a new crush who is Vladimir. He is a successful author who now works at the college. Um, He's an interim department head. And her fascination with Vladimir is really putting fuel on the fire when it comes to bringing back her love of writing. Um, she's published twice, hasn't had rave reviews, and she's concerned that she'll never have that great book again. She's very much focused on her age, the decline of her assets, which would be the pertness of her boobs, um, the tightness of her neck. This is a woman who Girl, lives. I, relate. I know she lives very independently, um, has very uh, progressive lifestyle, does what she wants, but she is still hugely influenced by superficial and vain qualities. So again, complicated character. This is a book that you're going to be bookmarking, which you can do in audiobooks as well. Um, bookmarking multiple passages that just make you think, oh man, yeah, really. I I totally see where you're going there. So I'm about halfway through. I have a sense that things are going to take a unique turn. Um, our bookseller, Sarah, loved it, finished it, says, finish it, finish it, finish it, and come talk to me about it. So I'm trying, Sarah. Well, I... I definitely want to read that. It sounds like uh, it's a book that makes you uncomfortable as a reader, which I can appreciate when an author does that. So I'm looking forward to reading that one, too. All right. Let's find out what's popping in new releases in paperbacks. We know some people love their paperbacks. Other people are hardcover snobs. But there's some great stuff coming out in paperback this week. All right. So first, uh, coming out in paperback today is Detransition Baby by Tori Peters. Detransition Baby was actually our very first Dog-Eared Books book club pick, so it's got kind of a special place in my heart. Uh, Tori Peters is uh, a graduate of the Iowa Writers' Workshop, so there's a little bit of an Iowa connection there, which is neat. So this story centers on three women. The first is Reese, and for a time in her past, she was living this life that she really only dreamed about as a trans woman she never thought it would be a reality for her which is like just a totally domestic you know kind of boring life with her partner in a nice apartment and just going about her day-to-day life Uh, but that all changes because her partner amy detransitions and in that um, their relationship falls apart and since that time reese has kind of taken on some self-destructive patterns she's sleeping with married men who just sort of fetishize her uh, and she's having a hard time. The second is Ames. 
uh, formerly Amy. Uh, when Ames was Reese's partner, uh, he found that life as a trans woman was really hard. And so he detransitioned, and this cost him his relationship with Reese. And now he's got um, a lover who also is his boss, <laughs> Katrina. And Katrina becomes pregnant, and she's not sure that she wants to have the baby. Now Ames knows that Reese has like longed to be a mother. And so he kind of hatches this idea that maybe the three of them together can raise this baby. And the third woman is Katrina. She's worked really hard for her career. She sees what motherhood can do to a career. She's seen other women um, have their careers just sort of uh, fall away after having children. And she cares about Ames, but they're not in this like super committed relationship. And she did not know that he was previously a trans woman. And so when Reese comes into the picture, uh, because of Ames' idea that they can raise this baby together, Katrina has to figure out if that's something that she's able and willing to do. So this is like great storytelling. All of these characters are really well-formed. Uh, all of them are memorable. <clears throat> what I loved about this book is it made me think about my own day-to-day -day actions regarding um, feminism and trans women. So I think of myself as a trans-inclusive feminist, but I don't know that in reality I was really practicing that because so often in the feminist movement, we talk about issues that either exclusively um, face cisgender women, but also we don't really actively talk about the specific issues that face trans women. And I think if, to be a true, um, truly trans-inclusive feminist, we have to care about those issues as much as we care about any other women's issues. And so this book made me, it made me realize how little I really knew about being a trans woman and made me want to be better um, in my own activism regarding women's rights. All right, I'll flip it up okay. um, with a paperback original release. This means this book has not been out in hardcover before. Um, it's a rom-com and quite a few of those come out paperback from the get-go. Um, we're really excited about One Night on the Island by Josie Silver. Mm. I know, it's so exciting. Um, she wrote One Day in December, which was a very, okay. yeah, very popular rom-com. The new title, we find two people seeking solace on an island in Ireland, um, but they've double booked the same luxury one-room cabin. Ooh. Oh, shit. Oh, no, what's going to happen? I think I know. I know. Um, this one sounds like it's guaranteed to please uh, readers of this genre. But I do like the setup. I like the idea of double booking, double yeah. booking your VRBO and wanting to be by yourself, but then maybe finding out that there could be someone who can help you through what you're going through. So that one's going to be really good. Um, paired with it is a rom-com for young adults. It was called All the Right Reasons, written by Bethany Mangle. It's described as Gilmer Girls meets The Bachelor. Okay. You had me at Gilmer Girls. You had me at Bachelor. Okay. Something for everyone. Uh, Kara gets her mom cast on a dating show for single parents, but it quickly becomes apparent that the mom isn't the only one who's going to be discovering love Ooh. through this process. Kara meets Connor 
the son of an eligible contestant. So seems like that could get awkward. I know it's a little it's a little interesting. Will mom and daughter like father and son or will they pick different people? Um, you'll have to read it to find out. I know I'm going to give this to my young adult reader because she likes a rom-com here or there. All right. Another um, out in paperback, previously in hardcover, is The Splendid and the Vile by Eric Larson. So if you read history at all, you're probably really familiar with Eric Larson. He wrote The Devil in the White City, In the Garden of Beasts, Dead Wake. His style is narrative nonfiction. So his work reads in a lot of ways like a novel. Like it's very, they're page turners. It's a story. You want to find out what happens next. And what's cool is like, you know what happens next because it's history. It's real life. <laughs> but you're still like, I have to find out what happens next. Uh, which I think is a, is a pretty school, uh, school pretty cool skill as an author to make you want to find out what happens next when you actually already know what happens next so this book is about winston churchill's leadership during world war ii uh, right when he came into office, Hitler was waging war across Europe and was just about to begin this sort of relentless bombing campaign against the UK. So this is about Churchill's leadership during this time and also his um, campaign to get the United States to join the fight as an ally of the UK. I haven't read this one yet, but I have read a lot of Larson's other books, and I intend to read this one because I think his writing is just so good. It's so easy to read. Um it is always a fresh take on a story that you probably know something about already. Another um, out in paperback this week is Withering Heights. It's a graphic novel for adults, um, just a new graphic adaptation of Emily Bronte's book. Uh, we, we're seeing a lot of those classic books become graphic adaptations. So we really love those, especially for people who maybe don't like to consume books in you know their traditional form or even teenage readers who might struggle with a classic could pick up this book and, and maybe be able to access it uh, in a way that they couldn't otherwise. We have topped off our glasses of champagne, no mosas for everyone here, including our director, Rachel. So we're ready to go to talk about the big hitters, the new release hardcovers that we're excited about this week. We have one signed copy of Moon Witch Spider King by Marlon James. This is the sequel to the National Book Award finalist uh, Red Black Leopard Red Wolf, a book that combines myth, fantasy, and history to craft a story about a mercenary hired to find a lost child. With all the attention this book got, I bought it right away. My sister and I each bought it and we we're like, oh, this will be our sister read. We never got to it. I know it's fantastic. This is one we need to read. And if you read it, you're going to be excited about this sequel. So if you have read the original Black Leopard Red Wolf and you cannot wait to get your hands on Moon Witch Spider King, come by, get the signed copy. Tell us what you think. Another super hyped hardcover would be House of Sky and Breath, the second in a new series from the super popular author Sarah J. Mass. The House of Earth and Bone is the first in the series and introduces Bryce and Hunt, who band together to save Crescent City. In the sequel, their hard-earned peace is threatened by rebels. As with everything Sarah does, this promises to be very sexy and action-packed. So, Sarah J. Mass fans, we got your next book. All right. So, this one is called The Boy with the Bird in His Chest by Emmy Lund. And in preparing for this, I was reading a lot of reviews of this book. 
And I can tell you it's high on my TBR. <clears throat> Coming of age and magical realism. Yes, please. So our protagonist is Owen, and he has a bird named Gale living in his chest, which if I ever have a pet bird, I probably won't. I'm going to name it Gale because that's a great name for a bird. When he's 14, a nurse discovers Gale and afraid of what the doctors might do, Owen's mother sends him to live with his uncle and his cousin in rural Washington state. There, Owen and his cousin, Tennessee, form a close bond as they're trying to you know, navigate their teen years as well as the traumas that they have each individually dealt with. During this time, Owen develops a crush on a neighbor boy, Clyde, and the three teens sort of become very close and they plan to run away and have like one last hurrah in this world. <clears throat> I am a total sucker for coming of age stories. I think they're timeless and beautiful because growing up is hard uh, at any age. Change is hard. I've read several reviews, like I said, of this one, and I have a feeling that it's not going to disappoint. I can't wait to read it. Next is Good Enough, 40-ish Devotionals for a Life of Imperfection by Kate Bowler. So this was brought to our attention because we've received several special orders for it. Bowler uh, is a Christian writer. She's a progressive Christian writer. So it's kind of in that vein of Rachel Held Evans and Glennon Doyle. Um, <clears throat> so these are devotionals that she's written. And they're about embracing the imperfect, especially in a culture that places a lot of value on self-improvement. And so I think it's about kind of finding that balance. Uh, you might know some of her earlier works, No Cure for Being Human and Everything Happens for a Reason and Other Lies I've Loved. So this is very much about sort of accepting yourself where you are. I know that as a woman, I often, often occupy this weird place of like trying to accept and love myself and also trying to fix myself. And like, where do you find that balance? So this one um, is great for for people who love self-improvement, but also like grace, grace for themselves. Yep, mm -hmm. absolutely. Right. One last one to put on your radar for new releases in hardcover. Love and Saffron by Kim Bay just arrived in our store a few days late. Um, but our bookseller, Jesse, read this in an advanced reader copy. The book was written as a series of letters between two women who shared their delight in food over many years. So we cross history and we cross cultures with the foods that are being featured in these letters. It's been compared to another staff favorite, 84 Charing Cross Road. I'm a foodie and I loved Charing Cross. So this is on my TBR for sure. Jesse says it's a one sitting read. It sounds perfect. Next up in new releases, would be the kids' books. I am so in love with Mina by Matthew Forsyth. He put out Poco and the Drum, got a lot of attention oh, for that I one. I love Poco and the Drum. Yeah, it's it's so beautiful and so smart. Um, this novel, I'm going to call it a novel for children, is about a young mouse named Mina whose father's best intentions tend to wreak havoc. In this case, it's the squirrel quotations. You need to see the quotations. Squirrel, he invites to stay the night. While this squirrel is being, <clears throat> is bigger than a mouse and does have a bushy tail, it is actually a cat. And Mina knows they're facing trouble. Matthew Forsythe's colored pencil illustrations are absolutely captivating. And I really love his sense of humor. It's just wry and you really 
you really relate to Mina. Dad's ridiculous. What is he doing? <laughs> He's brought in another three cats. How's this going to work out? So this would be an ideal Father's Day book. I mean, or, I, I definitely have a 13-year-old who thinks I'm ridiculous, so I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do think we're ridiculous. But in the end, everything turns out okay, and Mina is the hero of the story. Um, the second picture book I'm super excited about is called Bathe the Cat. It's written by Alice McGinty and illustrated by David Roberts. I may not be a cat person. You, you know, we're about dogs here, but I'm so excited for this picture book. The illustrations are playful and colorful, and McGinty's story is adorably funny. A two-dad family tasked their crew of children with tidying the house because the grandparents are coming over and they need to get all these chores done. So they put a list on the fridge made with letter magnets. The last on the list is bathing the cat. The cat is displeased with this idea. So he wreaks havoc with the list. Um, he moves around the letters and he causes all sorts of trouble with the chores. The fish in the tank gets scrubbed instead of fed. <laughs> And the floor gets fed instead of scrubbed. I don't know how you feed a floor. One of the things I loved about this book, in addition to the hilarious caper, is the beautiful representation of same-sex marriage and a multiracial family without making the whole book about these characteristics. It sounds awesome. Okay, so I've got a couple of kids' graphic novels to talk about. The first is Katie the Cat Sitter 2, Best Friends for Never. So this is the second in a series, as you could probably tell from Katie the Cat Sitter 2. <clears throat> this series is for fans of Raina Talgemeier and Terry Libison. So Katie is a cat sitter. In the first book, she was cat sitting for her enigmatic neighbor's 217 cats. In the second iteration, Katie is trying to balance friendships and training for her new job, which I will not reveal because it would spoil the first book. But this is Ooh. great for those those readers who are just starting to get into graphic novels. Um, really cute illustrations. And I can say anecdotally, Katie the Cat Sitter, the original, has been a really great seller in kids' graphic novel. We love kids' graphic novels. The potential for storytelling with really outstanding illustrations can make kids into readers. Um, there's a lot of substance in those books. So parents don't be afraid to turn those uh, graphic novels over to your children. Right. There, there sometimes seems to be a little bit of a discussion that graphic novels are, aren't real reading. We don't want our kids to get in the habits of reading graphic novels. Um, I think if, you, if you're thinking that way, dis disregard that thought. Uh, graphic novels are great, are, are legitimate. They're, they get kids loving books and stories. So don't be afraid to give your kids graphic novels. The second one I'm going to talk about is <clears throat> Spy School, the graphic novel adaptation. So Spy School is a series by Stuart Gibbs, and it's been a hit for our middle grade readers for a long time. Uh, they're really funny, adventurous books. And now that first in the series has been adapted into a graphic novel. This is a hilarious, fun story about a kid, Ben, who was secretly recruited to join a CIA spy school and all sorts of adventure and calamity ensues. So uh, this is a great book to introduce your middle grade reader to. Let's uncork some events. Awesome. The first one on tap is <laughs> tonight. Rachel Mance McKenney is going to be here to discuss her debut novel, The Butterfly Effect, which was selected as an all Iowa read for 2022. Join your fellow Iowans and grab a signed copy and get a chance to meet this super awesome, lovely author. Yeah, Rachel's great. We love her book. She's a regular here at Dog Your Books. Um, we think you're going to really enjoy 
meeting her and reading her book. Her book is based in Ames, by the way. We've talked about it before, but there's a lot of fun in identifying the local Ames sites while reading this book. Yeah, it's really a great read. Okay, on Thursday, we've got two events I want to tell you about. The first is the Dog Eared Official Book Club. We're meeting at 10 o'clock in the loft, and we're reading Cloud Cuckoo Land by Anthony Doerr. You may know this book. He's the author of um, All the Light We Cannot See. <clears throat> so if you've read that book and you're a fan, come join us. You don't have to have read the book to join us. And uh, check our website because our, our book club meets once a month. And we've got a great group of people and we're always looking for more to join us. And I have, I read this book back in 2021 when it first came out and it is outstanding. Anthony Doerr is an author that I'm going to read each and every time he puts something out. Everything he's written, I've loved. Um, it has the elements of historical fiction, but in a very original way. Um so I love it. You'll love it. Yeah, Come I can't to wait club. to read it. I have to, you know, I have to like time my reading so that it's fresh. So I plan to open it uh, to start it tonight or tomorrow. OK, also on Thursday in the evening, we have Books and Beverages. So Books and Beverages is a book club for people who don't want to commit to reading a book. So I love Books and Beverages. We meet at six o'clock in the loft. You can get your little alcoholic beverage or not if you choose uh, downstairs come to the loft and it's just readers talking to other readers. We always share what we're reading, what we've read since the last time we met and we give each other recommendations. And it's such a fun time uh, to talk books with other people who love books. And then if you stay on, like just come here on Thursday and stay all day long. Take Live the day here off on work. Thursday. Yep. Take the day off work. Stay here. Uh, we'll have open mic from seven to eight thirty Thursday night. You can either come perform or you can just enjoy the talents of the local people performing. So enjoy that show. Um, on Friday, we have a fellow Main Street business ma'am, Kristen yes. Roach. She yes. owns Little Woods uh, Tea, and she will be celebrating the 10-year anniversary of her book, Mend It Better. She'll be leading a craft night. So bring along anything you could possibly mend, whether it's socks, a hole in your jeans, something you want to be crafty with. Um, I think it's going to be a one-of-a-kind event. Yeah, and her book is is so cute. And Kristen is just lovely. She's been such a mentor to us coming to Main Street. We love these like women business owners all up and down Main Street. Uh, so it will be a great time. I think you'll really enjoy just chatting with Kristen. Now on to Sunday, more events. We have live music with one of our favorite customers, Jasmine, who's playing a traditional Chinese string instrument called the Guzhang. I believe that's how you pronounce it, Yep. Uh, which is the perfect lead up to Cafe Philosophy at 2 p.m. Come join bookseller Chad to answer this question. Does life have meaning? Obviously, you will be you will arrive at an answer in an hour. Yeah. In an hour, you'll solve that. You'll we solve will that. know what life's meaning is. Um, so we finished our bottle of champagne. Um, and, and now we're ready for a nap. Yeah, we're ready for it's a nap. It's like 10 a.m. We're, we're by the fire. We've killed a bottle of champagne. It's time for a little nappy nap. Remember, uh, subscribe, like, follow, because you want to find out what's happening in Dog Eared Books every single week. Yeah. And if you don't live in Ames, you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books. Follow us at, at Dog Eared Books Ames or at Dog Eared Books on TikTok. All right, listeners, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. 
This is so great! It's so great! <laughs>